Hi, this is Tony Funikak at Cover Magazine. I'm speaking to James Ingram, Senior Director at Moody's Analytics. James, thank you very much for um, chatting to me today. It's nice to have you online. Thank you, Tony, and thank you for having me. Great stuff. James, I see that um, many African insurance are working with you and your team to get ready for IFRS 17. From your experience so far, um, with your clients and the wider insurance market here in South Africa and Africa. Um, what is the status of adoption in Africa and the readiness of insurers in the region? Okay, so it's a tale of two stories. According to what we've tracked internally in South Africa, around half of the insurers uh, have got started uh, with the remainder yet to decide on a solution for addressing their IFRS 17 reporting requirements. Outside of South Africa, the story really is very different. Um, some of the larger insurers have appointed advisors uh, and they're beginning the process of uh, exploring their options. Uh, they may have competed, completed their uh, gap analyses, um, but we haven't seen anyone really embark on their project um, so far. In South Africa, we saw the first insurers begin the process um, of moving through the gears back in 2019. But again, the more commonplace reality is characterized by delay, owing initially to the IASB's extension to the deadline, and then of course, the impact caused by the pandemic. As a result, we're looking at the very real possibility that many insurers across the continent may have an extremely limited period for parallel running. And so what we saw was the earlier movers, uh, at least in South Africa, would have had the option choosing between either in-house system builds or third-party software. But for those that are remain, the choice really is whether to pick an off-the-shelf solution or perhaps a, a managed service. Practically speaking, whether people have realized it or not, the complexity of the standard means an Excel spreadsheet just isn't going to cut it. And finally, uh, and this may sound surprising, but we come across numerous examples where IFRS 17 project budgets haven't even been secured, despite the lateness of the hour. Yeah, James, that's probably normally what happens with these big regulatory changes, etc. that people almost wait until the platform is burning um, before they do something. But in that sense, there must obviously be some challenges for um, insurers, why you know, there is this delay, et cetera. Uh, do you see anything particular that you could say are main challenges with IFRS 17 implementation? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, having worked now uh, since late 2018 with insurers in their implementation, um, we would say these, these challenges uh, are encountered regardless of the size or where an insurer is located, regardless of the, uh, the business that they write. So if I can summarize at the very highest level, you can argue that it boils down to two key challenges, resourcing and expertise. So the standard itself requires interpretation, which calls for accounting expertise together with actuarial insight. If you tackle IFRS 17, either as a standalone actuarial or standalone financial project, you miss the much broader significance of the standard. So both stakeholders need to have equal input into the approach taken. And this should be aided by a third, 
the technologists. Mm. And, and the fact of the matter is there's a skill shortage everywhere, not, not just here in Africa, uh, with respect to the expertise that comprehends all these three facets. Now, many people will turn to consultants and obviously they can help fill the knowledge gap. But frankly speaking, by now, many of the best are gonna be tied to ongoing projects. So if we're saying that actuaries and accountants need to be equal players, um, the reality that we see uh, is that this very often simply isn't the case. And, and as a result of that, you can run into a lot of pro problems. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I'll tell you that the fact some insurers approach this very much with a CFO bias, while others leave it to their actuarial function, proves that A, there's no consistent approach, but also that there's a very strong indication the success of the project is therefore contingent on equitable influence from, from both sides. Mm. So you've got this huge pressure on resources uh, and, and a lack of, well, maybe not a lack of expertise, but um, a, a shallow pool of expertise that understands all the various facets. On top of that, you've then got the demand on resources further exacerbated by the competition for, priori for, for priorities and prioritization caused by COVID-19. Uh, the ensuing financial pressures and the logistical disruption and everything else um, that, that is causing the delays that we're seeing. Mm -hmm. And then another thing we see is that when you get, until you get into the weeds of a project, the size and the complexity of the task isn't always clear, especially on the data side. So we're very pleased to say that a number of our clients are now producing results. But again, this isn't the case for many others in the market. And then there's the most scarce resource of all, which of course is time. Tellingly, we had a, a project lead at Outsurance, one of half a dozen Moody's IFRS 17 clients in South Africa, who admitted to us during a web, webcast last year that even though they began their project back in 2019, they wished that they had started much sooner given the myriad of internal and external challenges they have encountered. So. You asked me, Tony, you know, there must be some some challenges. You know, there's a long list, um, but they boil down to many of the, the same common uh, sources. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and yeah. again, is a, is a critical one there, especially with the, the financial pressures on uh, on insurers uh, capital position. So, you know, we see that we're, we're very cognizant of it, um, but it doesn't change the fact that insurers need to start getting ready uh, with or without board sanctioning uh, budgets. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, as, as, as insurers will now having to start gearing up to <clears throat> run the uh, parallel runs to meet the 2023 deadlines, um, from your perspective, your experience and that of Moody's, um, are there any key recommendations that you can sort of provide that as a maybe a starting point is to help them fast track the implementations? Yeah, absolutely. I fast track is a very topical word. We spend a lot of time talking about it um, internally. Uh, so recommendations, I guess, top of the list. Number one, don't wait for everything to be ready before starting your implementation project. We, we, we recommend a, a sprint based approach to implement the standard, because what you'll find is depending on the products and portfolios, there may be different levels of readiness in terms of data availability, 
methodology choices, etc. So it's much better to, to run an iterative approach and obtain results early on in the process. Mm. You spend too much time up front on gap analyses and impact assessments before starting, at least now, you may find it's not the best use of the remaining time you have left to become compliant. So that's, that's the top uh, piece of advice. Uh, second, I would say leverage your software selection process in order to fast track your implementation. And, and what I mean by that is um, take proofs of concept, for example. They give you not only a high level understanding of the solution, but they give you the ability to start training your project team by using the solution and by gaining insights about the data requirements, which will help you to identify potential gaps in your existing systems. Um, we also suggest that configuration-based approaches will save a lot of time over toolkit approaches since they avoid the need for coding and will require far fewer resources to carry on the implementation project. Finally, I would strongly urge you to consider asking around for feedback. Many insurers started their IFRS 17 journey a couple of years ago, whether within the continent or outside. Uh, and these insurers are now well advanced in their implementation. They're, what we've seen is that insurers are ready to share the lessons they've learned, the challenges that they've faced and the successes that they've achieved with their peers. I mean, this is a, an industry which is learning as it goes along. Um, and so we've actually built a community of users that have helped to educate and learn from one another. And it's really proved valuable to give people confidence that, um, you know, they're not in it alone. And when they're approaching a challenge, when they're trying to interpret a problem and how to resolve it, they can speak with others who are, who are facing that same challenge faced with a similar, you know, with a similar business, for example. So um, ask around, um, be clear on you know, whether you want to uh, pick an approach that allows you to configure something that is already pre-built um, and think about starting your implementation as quickly as possible. Absolutely, James, that last point specifically, I mean, I, I know this industry is an industry that love um, sharing and collaborating and um, uh, making sure that the industry as a whole progress as well. So definitely, I mean, asking around for feedback, probably uh, um, incredibly important part of those recommendations of yours. So then just lastly, um, from a Moody's analytics um, perspective, how are the Moody's analytics solutions that you've got for IFRS 17 helping the African insurers transition to this new standard? Um, what is your process to assist? So, we at Moody's took the decision very early on to design a purpose-built solution for IFRS 17, acknowledging that both actuarial and accounting components demanded equivalent levels of focus. And our premise here is that unless you take this approach, you risk ending up either with a bolted-on CSM engine or subledger or reporting interface that fails to meet the needs of its user group. And this approach has the added advantage of allowing us to develop on top of the latest technology, which then facilitates integration and helps keep implementation light. Rather than building on legacy technology, that will likely require replatforming within a short time frame as business needs evolve. 
The South African insurance market is a, is a strategic focus for Moody's Analytics. We've invested heavily to become the provider of choice for IFRS 17, and we are committed to bringing our clients success through our purpose-built platform. So we do this in a, in a number of different ways. First of all, our solution is out of the box, but is configurable. And this addresses in a single platform, all actuarial and accounting challenges raised by the standard. Our implementation approach is light. We can have clients up and running their own data within weeks rather than waiting months. And this addresses a critical market concern as demonstrated by uh, a recent PwC IFRS 17 survey uh, of South African insurers. So in that survey, 50% of respondents flagged that the thing they were most concerned about was the integration of technology solutions. So having a light implementation really is critical, especially given the remaining time that insurers have. Mm. Another thing that we've done is we've introduced project accelerators to enhance integration by reducing the data preparation that's required. And what this does is it allows the project teams to focus instead on the business side of IFRS 17 rather than getting data ready. We also offer extensive training to transfer knowledge to our clients and empower their users. So this gives greater independence and reduces the reliance of consultants and the providers themselves. And as you may figure out, it will help reduce costs. Mm. Finally, our software as a service model accelerates deployment whilst reducing cost and maintenance required for upgrades, which allows greater visibility and downstream budgets. And again, as we've discussed, cost is a major factor that, that insurers are facing. So in summary, it's our ability to quickly produce results, readily satisfy proofs of concept and reference client successes that is the main reason that Moody's Analytics has been chosen for IFRS 17 now by over 80 insurers worldwide. Fantastic, James. It's, it's, it's always great for me, as I said about the collaboration, et cetera, to see how as the need for um, difficult challenges um, come up, uh, companies like Moody's Analytics um, come in with solutions and um, assist clients. It's only a matter of clients having to take, and take those, those steps to, um, to uh, link up and to actually start exploring what they should be doing. So James, thank you very much for that. Um, uh, for sharing with our audience uh, those valuable insights. It's really great to chat to you, um, very insightful. Um, and um, yeah, it's great to know that there is a way for insurers to fast track their IFRS 17 implementations and to get ready for those parallel runs. Um, yeah, thank you also to the audience for listening to us and for joining. Um, and uh, anyone who would like to learn more from the insurers who are actively implementing IFRS 17, um, James Moody's analytics has said that, you know, we can look out for a detailed article that you um, will uh, provide to um, IFRS 17 in Africa that will be released in the next few days. So it will be great to see that and to share that with our audience as well. So James, thank you very much for um, spending time with me. Thank you very much, Tony. It's been a pleasure.